Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe. With the guests, we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is a group of eclectic 50 superheroes. Jordan. Hi. That which one? The 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 one. The one. Agents of Atlas is what we're talking about Ooh, today. Ooh, I love yeah. Agents of Atlas. I oh, but I didn't get to read much of their comics. I tried getting them, but I remember like reading a few of them, and then this was like literally when I uh, because I I would like read in like certain sections. Sometimes not just like when I got them, I would just put like okay, I'll read this pile and then this pile and this pile, and they were in like, a secondary pile, but I still would look at them occasionally, and I only got to read some of them before. Well. Let's just say life got complicated, and I had to had to put aside all the comics to get other stuff done. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, sadly it does. Yeah, but um, this one has a little bit of a weird history behind it. By weird, I mean I'll just point you to another podcast to listen to, who <laughs> uh, because they happen to be dear old friends. And by dear old friends, I mean technically newer, but you know, friends. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, so the members, and by current members, I mean in the early 2010, this, current yeah, members this, are all like the a part are like the are pe- superheroes from the Pan Asian diaspora. Oh, um, that's cool. So that I, I, yeah, I forgot that they they did a new series just like recently, huh? Yeah, they kind of ended it with just an inscrutable fizzling out of nothing. Oh, uh, so they'll come back. But, uh, but yeah, Greg Pack, it, it, they're in Greg Pack's hands, so you know it's going to be fine. I guess they, I think they just got like stuff from editorial that made it fizzle out. But, you know, it's whatever. It um, happens. But current members, as in early, late 2000s, Gorilla Man, Ken Hill, Ro- Human Robot, M11, Marvel Boy, uh, Barb, or Bob Grayson. Oh, Namora, I remember that, that one. You talked. You talked about him before, right? He's that one that was like from Uranus. Yeah, he killed himself by with the power <laughs> of the sun. Um, uh, sorry. Ar- or Aquaria, nu- Neptunia, Venus, a Nied, and Jimmy Woo, born Wu Yin Jet. Ah, uh, Jimmy Woo. Yeah, they are based out of the Temple of Atlas, located within a huge concealed cavern. San Francisco, and their first appearance was actually a what if, Ooh. which was subsequently made canon in 616. It's cool. What if issue number nine, uh, June 1978? What if the Avengers had been formed during the 1950s? Wow, and there is is that a- 3D Man? Yes. Oh my gosh. 3D Man was created by Roy Thomas, who was the editor of uh of What If comics. Of the What If series. But wow. What I am trying to remember is there was a redo of this idea. What if the you know the 
Avengers from the 50s. It uh-huh. had Sabretooth and stuff in it. And it was really cool. And I need to get the thing so I can read it because I never read it. In fact, I, yeah. I'm now thinking about it. Uh, oh, do you remember what the title was? Because I, I no. would like to take a look for it, too. I don't remember it at all. Ah, uh. Because I would have read it already if it was. Oh, it was part of an Avengers run. Oh. Avengers 1959. That's what it's called. I'm looking that up right now. It was a limited series. Huh. So it had Nick Fury, Dum Dum Dugan, Sabretooth, Dominic Fortune. Wait, we talked about that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Namora. Oh, hey, Namora. Uh, Craven the Hunter, USS Redstone. And they said they said Silver Sable, but the father sil- of the of the more of the current female Silver Sable. Oh, and the blonde Phantom. Yeah, I remember her. Basically, uh, I'll. Mm, this is gonna probably more likely be a reminder to you, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, <laughs> but we knew. Uh, but we should link the um, what if uh, podcast. Okay. Uh, episode of this. In the right, description. I'll be, I'll be sure. I'll be sure to make a note of that too. Yeah, it's, it's going to be mostly a note for you because I definitely know I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but the most, yeah. What? <laughs> Let's just say I hate everything past editing. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, but yeah, it's a what if? It's a what if story that was made canon, basically. That's cool. Um, and six one six. Um, but. Yeah, like this, but one of the most <laughs> inscrutable, pervasive, and enduring secret societies on Earth, the Atlas Foundation, traditionally pursued world domination, but currently used its covert power and influence for humanity's greater good. Steeped in advanced science and sorcery, the society regards itself as a perpetuation of the ancient Mongol Empire. In each era, they selected a new leader as they revered Khan the most worthy descendant of the rightful successor to the legendary 13th century warlord, uh, Temujin, a.k.a. Genghis Khan. Their yeah, most... wasn't, wasn't Agents of Atlas, like, your very, very original start was in the middle of that Yellow Scare pulp stuff? Yep. Yeah, well, those roots are still there, are there definitely. Yeah. Their most sacred talisman is the Spirit Banner of... Timujin, woven from the hair of Timujin's loyal horse. Only the true Khan can pluck the banner from its flaming resting place, confirming his worthiness as their leader. As he grows ancient, each Khan seeks a successor. Uh, which, you know, it's starting <laughs> off at a good place, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they changed that. I mean... I mean, it's still kind of part of it, but also... It's not. like, yeah, we're not having... I think they kind of like, you know, it's like, like you said, like originally it was to try for world domination, and then there are people like, well, let's try and actually do good with this instead. Yeah. Uh, the immortal lung dragon called Mr. Lao has served as the royal advisor to each Khan for generations. But when a new Khan is acclaimed as ruler, Lao ceremonially devours the previous Khan over 700 years ago. <laughs> To be fair, I think that's how being a president should work. I think you <laughs> yeah. should go in knowing that as soon as your term is up, you're going to get executed for war crimes. 
I mean, it would make understand understandably why they would want to stay, for, like, uh, have a second term. Yeah, also, it would make sure that you uh, wanted to do it for actual uh, good reasons instead of power. Because that power goes away as soon as your, as soon as your term <laughs> is over. But, you know. And if and if we don't if you don't if you're opposed to execution, we can send them to the Hague. I'm just well, saying every president needs to are war criminals and need to go serve for their crimes. All of them, including Jimmy Carter. Every single one. Uh but yeah. But yeah, so the Lao, you know, gets that yummy yummy con in its belly. Um and over seven hundred years, like Lao fought a mighty genie in the Atlas Mountains of Morocco. Morocco, inspiring the current name of the Mongol secret society. Lao usurped the genie's magical power, also took the genie's place inside his lamp, and trapped in it for 600 years. What is going on? (laughs) Okay, so so for the majority of it, it used to be like gone from con to con with uh, Mr. Lao kind of hopping around, but then 700 years ago, he fought a genie, and got wait over seven okay so somewhere around 600 years ago he got trapped the lao got trapped in a in a genie lamp yeah after stealing a genie's powers in the light, late 19th century the s- society mounted a rescue mission led by that era's con plan zoo aka master plan um aided by the sorcerer master sorcerer known as the ancient one plan freed uh lao during the mission, a beautiful hypnotic voice, Nyad, or Siren, nearly destroyed Plan's entire crew by luring them to a sea monster. But the Ancient One neutralized the Nyad by endowing her with human consciousness. Oh no, she felt morality. Oh no, yeah, which is, by the way, the worst thing you can do. Um, God, yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about that, how the Deltite might have, might have won if, they did, if the leader never got a human conscious. Yeah. Uh, now aware of her monstrous nature, the repentant Nyad changed her ways and became humanity's defenders in the 1950s as the uh, adventurer Venus. Huh. Also, during the 50s, Lao and humans guys helped guide soldier of fortune Ken Hell, a magical transformation into the Gorilla Man, and the Atlas Foundation commissioned the creation of a unique mechanoid M11. The human robot. Okay. Yeah. Plan long since selected his potential successor, Wu Yin Jet. However, Jet's plan said, like, just like, no, no, I'm going to go to America. Bye. Um, <laughs> and, and was just like, hey, we want you to be a bad person, son. Be a cop. And, uh, and then he became like one of the uh, top West Coast FBI agents because he's a, he's a go getter, you see. Um, secretly monitoring where the Atlas Foundation decided to help him advance his cause and hone his skills by creating. Because he couldn't super- do it on his own. No, obviously, by creating super menaces for Wu to defeat. That's that's insulting. Um, I know it is. Yeah, playing on 1950s America's anti-communist fears and thinly filled racism. You could just play on the same thing right now, and it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, but Plan adopted, like, a new identity as the criminal mastermind, the Golden Claw, derisively known in the U.S. as the Yellow Claw. Wearing... That's that's an interesting recon of changing his name. Uh, I mean, it's definitely an interesting one. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So wearing Lao's clawed crest as his emblem, the claw clashed with Wu repeatedly. That's. I mean, it's definitely a take. Yeah, and it's it's, it's kind of one of those things where like they kind of bend over backwards to try and make the that yellow claw character uh, a different kind of thing than what the books were that they had and then lost. I guess. I get. I mean, it's a take. Which I would be willing to say is better than what was before. Yeah. And and, and it is kind of pointing out, like, hey, this is it racist. Was, yeah, that his his original name is pretty racist, yeah. But also, like, they did also create a bunch of Asian and Russian <laughs> communist villains for them to yeah. fight. Yep. For Wu to, Jimmy Wu to fight, so. That didn't help international, uh... Mm-mm relations really but but yeah <sighs> um in the spring of 1958 the claw kidnapped u.s president eisenhower authorized to assemble a special rescue team Wu reviewed his files on active super beings instinctively selected a roster that came to him in a dream which is the best way to do stuff of course uh, gorilla man whom jan of the jungle located at Wu's request. Uh, Venus, futuristic adventurer Marvel Boy, or Bob Grayson, an aquatic heroine, a Nemora. Nemora, like, declined to join the mission, but found a replacement by helping Wu salvage the lost uh, human robot. And uh, meshing smoothly as a team, Wu's G-Men rescued Eisenhower and accomplished various, various other missions repeatedly clashing with the Atlas Foundation's agents, and pawns such as mutated canine Cosmonaut Laika. I mean, aw. That, I mean... Also, is that supposed to be... Wait, like, Cosmos is supposed to be one of the dogs. He's one of the dogs, he said, one not Laika. Because yeah. Laika was a, was a lady. Yeah. Um, that, that doesn't... Don't fight a dog. Yeah. I mean, don't... Don't don't fight the dog. I mean, it's mutated because whatever. Okay. Yeah. The however, U.S. authorities ultimately decided their world was not ready for such bizarre for such bizarre heroes and disbanded the group, declaring their missions classified. And Alice like secretly reclaimed and progressively upgraded M11, um, promoted to an obscure FBI agent job. Wu eventually transferred the uh, to the elite. Uh, intelligence agency shield to assist against the claw actually a robot imposter ultimately round up doing administrative work there as well craving action the aging Wu recently renewed his investigations of atlas of the atlas foundation alongside a team of rogue shield agents but his team was killed and Wu himself nearly slain after invading a the temple of atlas being kept alive by plan and his men until help derived. Wu was taken to shield into shield custody, maintained on life support. Urged by plan, M11 recruited Hell and Grayson to liberate Wu and rejuvenate him by using Uranian science. Tracking down the fugitives, uh, Shield's Derek Kanata proved unable to restrain them and soon began assisting them in exchange for letting S.H.I.E.L.D. monitor their activity through him. 
Kanata helped Wu's team locate the missing Venus in M11, found and revived the supposed, supposedly long-dead Namorita. So, what? I said the wrong one. Namora. Namora. Who joined Wu's group. <laughs> uh, the team subsequently exposed and shut down many diverse of Atlas operations, operating under various legitimate business fronts. Finally, invading the Temple of Atlas itself. Uh... By the way, this is more exciting when you're reading the comics. This is just... Yeah. Because, uh, I, I mean, like... Yeah. You know, uh, what was it? Like, Jimmy, like, almost got killed, and then he gets kidnapped, and they're like, where'd he go? And suddenly he's revived and youthful again, and yeah, it, it's it's better in comic form than when you try to explain it. Yeah. Uh, like, read the comics. It's actually... They're actually pretty good. It's just, like... They're just kind of standard, like, they do have a kind of a standard, um, like, spy story thing going on with them, though. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. But the heroes con- uh, confronted Master Plan and Mr. Lau, and who revealed Wu's true heritage and the Atlas Foundation's plans for him, getting a chance to use the Atlas Foundation's immense resources for good, who accepted his post as Khan of the Immortal Empire and CEO of the Atlas Foundation with the blessing of Plan. Whom Lao promptly consumed, as is tradition. Yep, allowing the world to believe them slain by the Claw. Jimmy's uh, Jimmy Wu's heroic team remained together as the core agents of Atlas. The Foundation's primary covert super operatives, Derek Klanata, uh, also concealed their continued uh, existence from his Shield superiors. Though Namora has since been publicly active and. Uh, and here's the note here. In reality, 9904, Hale, M4, Grayson, and Venus teamed up with 3D Man to form the 1950s adventures M11. under Wu's guidance. You said M4, M11. Oh, oh M11, sorry. M11. Um, with Memoir's assistance, but that reality was wiped out from existence by Amortis. So. But it was made canon. Or at least. Yeah. That it definitely did happen, and it was not just a, you know, possibility thought about. Yeah, yeah, I I like these characters. I'm 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 glad that they brought brought them back, and they try and they try to do stuff with them. I'm glad that they're, I mean, they're trying to fix some of the inherent racism and stuff in there. It's yeah. not not always the best, but they are trying, which I think is a mark for improvement than just pretending like it never existed. Yep. But yeah, there's not really there's not really much more to talk about, really. Yeah, about them. Like they do have stuff a little bit later after this. Mm-hmm. Um, we could mention some of the like how uh, Grill Man was from Men Adventures number twenty six. I think that's kind of neat. Oh yeah, let I'll go through because these are golden age. These are like golden age. Uh, yeah, characters. So you have yeah, so you have Gorilla Man who is from. Men Adventures, issue number 26, and that's from 1954. The Human Robot was from Menace 11, 1954. You have Golden Boy, the Wild Golden Boy, ooh, Marvel Boy, or Bob Grayson from Marvel Boy, issue number one. Uh, Namora, Mystery Comics, 82, Marvel Mystery Comics, issue number 82, 1947, Venus. Uh, who is uh, Nayad or Slash Siren from Venus issue number one 
1948. And that's actually kind of a big deal because she was actually like a pretty well-selling like woman superhero. Yeah. From early Marvel times. And then you have Jimmy Woo from Yellow Claw issue number one. So, yeah, these are all like pretty deep pulls from something that was out. Yeah, and someone thought, let's try and revamp it and make it. And and they decided to try and keep the continuity, which... <laughs> I kind of like, like I said, like they, they, they acknowledge the problems of it as well as, as still keeping with it yeah, and try to fix it. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, for the most part, like this team was active till secret invasion. Um, yeah. And they were brought back, uh, later with Jimmy Wu as the lead, um, in war of realms. And it's kind of like, a. Like a pan-Asian diaspora uh, of heroes. So you have, you know, basically pan-Asian team, um, you know, from... I think you have, you have a Korean, Korean hero and K-pop star. I think it's White Fox, I want to say, or is it Luna? Ooh. I haven't seen the, the new agent, so I'm not sure. I have to. Well, you have Swordmaster, Arrow, Wave, uh, Braun, who is... I don't know why they didn't keep him totally awesome Hulk, but Amadeus Chow. Oh, um, yeah. Silk. Um, I like, I, yeah, I, I like Fox. And, no, I really should look up what Amadeus Chow is doing lately. I should see. Well, he was part of he was part of Atlas, and uh, because yeah. it kind of fizzled out, nothing. Uh, nothing lately. Because you uh, know what? They just take all the characters I like and make them do nothing. <laughs> well, I, I... I'll be honest. I just want to know what happened to Delphine. <sighs> yeah, but also like there's I really like I swear her. every single time I really like a character they depower them or put them in nothing like they did that with yeah. Franklin because Dan Slott doesn't like Franklin Richards uh they depowered him and made him a mopey teenager instead uh-huh. of the happy go lucky I'm a little god guy uh-huh. and they took away his mutant mutant thing as well because again Dan Slott doesn't like him. He likes Valeria. He doesn't like. Just give me, give me more Franklin. I want Franklin doing cool things. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> but whatever. And also, Amadeus Chow was doing so great and wonderful. I liked him as Totally Awesome Hulk. It was really cool. But like that got it was made into brawn, which again, whatever. But I liked, I liked the big, goofy, horny, hungry Teen Hulk. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun and great. Uh, okay, I'm I'm done for the most part. I'm just okay. sad that we don't have Amadeus <laughs> Chow and actively doing stuff now. Yeah, he's no longer part of the champions either. So, hmm. well, um, I don't feel like doing plugs. So. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I'm sure they can get the plugs from the other stuff. Plus, we we make sure to put the links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah go in the description. For the things. Um, but yeah, so this has been Alphabet Flight and may contradict you through all of your night travels. Good night. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Trivia. <laughs> yes, trivia. Hey, did you, did, did you remember anything I just told you about? Okay. Okay. Uh, what's the thing? <sighs> um, thing with these short ones, it's hard to get stumpers. Yeah. Well, still, sometimes you got get them, because I couldn't remember where the four winds were from. Yeah. 
What did Jimmy Woo end up doing after the Yellow Claw was defeated in the 50s? Uh, he was first regulated to an FBI desk job, but then transferred to S.H.I.E.L.D. and then still given a desk job. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, Where was Atlas giving him good j- jobs then, huh? Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. We're, we're done, I guess. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you.